everyone. Welcome to Oh Wow the Podcast, a weekly recap and analysis of every episode of Skins UK starting from the very beginning. I'm your host, Augustine, and today we're covering Season 2, Episode 7, Effie. I appreciate you all bearing with me as I took last week off. It was my birthday and I was on a bit of a road trip safely made it to my destination in New England on this little lake house. It's really beautiful. You'll probably hear the ambient noise of frogs and birds in the background because I'm very one with nature vibes right now. I'll be back in Chicago in July, but for now I'm just recording on my laptop in this cabin watching over the lake and it's really peaceful. So, I hope you guys enjoy the nature sounds that will accompany me for the next few weeks while I'm recording away from my usual studio environment. Anyway, I hope you're all having a great beginning of your summers, and let's jump into the world of skins where we left off last week and see what's up with the Stoneham family. So the episode opens to the Stoneham house. We see that things are a bit in shambles and there's stuff all over the floor. The phone is ringing off the hook. It's just a total mess. And we discover that Jim, Mr. Stoneham, is in Paris. And it seems that he's just overwhelmed by the stress of what's going on with the family and he's kind of just abandoning everybody and leaving everyone to their own devices. We see Effie come down the stairs smoking a cigarette inside and Anthea, Mrs. Stoneham, is totally passed out. She's been taking Tony's meds from his accident and so we don't really know too much about her history with substances but clearly she's just just using these pills to cope again with the stress it seems like we know that tony's doing better but he's not fully restored by any means to how he was before the accident so all of which to say effie is now left in charge of the household and we find out later in the episode that she is 15 so she's a 15 year old trying to manage a household full of adults who are incapable of doing anything for themselves right now. We'll see throughout this episode that Effie finds herself in a caretaker position a lot, and she's very smart and able to handle a lot of adult responsibilities and problems, but that shouldn't let us forget that she is just a kid and she shouldn't be taking all of this on. It definitely affects her psychologically to take on the burden of having to grow up super fast and take care of everyone's problems while seemingly no one's taking care of her. We really see this in the beginning of the episode as Effie's stringing up the laundry and it is like a kid playing house basically. All the clothes have been dyed pink by accident and she's just doing her best to take care of everybody. Meanwhile, Tony is just complaining about how Michelle won't answer his calls and nothing he can do to get her back and Effie says her iconic line that's been all over Tumblr for the past 10 years which is love 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 what is it good for absolutely nothing and that is the peak cool girl Effie facade moment I think that we're going to spend the next 
two and a half seasons sort of chipping away at Effie's demeanor that she doesn't care about anybody, she doesn't need anyone, she's totally independent, she doesn't love anyone romantically, she doesn't need friends, like she's just always in charge, always the cool girl, and this is where we really see this facade start, but we know that Tony will question this because they're so close and he sees himself in her too. I know I've really teased Effie for having some corny lines in past episodes, but this episode really solidifies her place in the show as a main character and not just Tony's little sister, but in some ways you could say she's the main thread of all four of the first seasons of the show. And I guess if you want to get into some conspiracy theory, you could say even Generation 3, seasons 5 and 6, maybe it's possible to theorize that the characters of the third generation knew of Effie and were inspired by her or thought she was a role model. I mean, that's just literally me making stuff up, but it's interesting to put her as the mainstay throughout the whole show that ties everything together. And we do see her become increasingly important in the plot and connect all of the characters together in this world. So we'll be talking about Effie a lot for the next multiple seasons, and I think she's an interesting character. Everyone has their own opinions of her, but we basically see that she's becoming this little kid who has to play adult and how that's going to affect her as she grows up. Getting back to the episode, Effie leaves for her private school art class while Tony's home, just trying to get Michelle to answer his calls. And we meet Madame DeLuca, the art teacher, who says that we are doing a project about the subject of emotions, and all of the students have to create a piece about an emotion, and it's going to be on display for this board of directors type of thing, whatever that is. Um, So the expectations are very high that the students will create something that will impress all of the adults. And we are introduced to the person, the personality that is Pandora. She is the exact antithesis of everything I was just saying about Effie. She is naive and innocent and bubbly, and she retains those characteristics through the next few seasons. And I think it's a great move for them to have... Pandora right next to someone like Effie, who is this very serious, somber, mysterious, adult-like teenager, to have Pandora just sort of a ray of sunshine bouncing off the walls next to her. It's so funny, and it's so relatable. So Pandora comes in, and she's sucking on a pen and getting the ink all over her mouth, and we just see that she's a silly person who doesn't take things too seriously. She's just kind of a goofball. And when I was a teenager watching the show for the first time, I found Pandora so annoying, but now that I'm older, I actually really love her character. So Madame DeLuca tells Effie that she has to be buddies with Pandora because Pandora is the new student and they are sort of set to be friends in this way. 
We also set up the dynamic between these two really early. So Pandora says, hey, I can impress you and you have to be my friend if I can do something you can't do. And Effie's like, all right, fine. I can do everything, but what? What are you going to show me? So Pandora pulls out this rope from her bag and climbs up in this tree and she's basically literally doing circus tricks to entertain Effie. And it sets up the dynamic that Effie is the alpha and that everyone has to get her permission or her approval to be in her world, which is not an equal dynamic right away. We also meet Jake while Pandora is climbing up in the tree. Jake sucks. He's a 15-year-old guy. He says he'll help Effie sell some spliff if she'll have sex with him. I don't like Jake. If you like Jake, I don't know what you're doing. You're missing the point. He sucks. He's gross. But whatever. Anyway, Effie just shrugs Jake off, but he'll come up throughout the rest of the episode, and she carries on her way home, where she passes Sid sitting in the trash next to her house. This is not surprising to us at this point. We know Sid. He spends a lot of time just chilling in alleys in the trash, so... (laughs) We're back at the Stoneham house, and Sid, Effie, Tony, and Pandora are all there. And Pandora opens Michelle's package to Tony, and we see that Michelle sent back the watch that he had given her, but it's all smashed up and broken, and this watch is very symbolic of their relationship status and feelings towards each other. I remember a couple episodes ago asking you guys what the backstory of the watch was, but I think this is what I was thinking about, is that it just sort of becomes something they send back and forth to each other at different points of their relationship. As there's this little mini montage of what's going on in the Stoneham house, they play the same song that they had played at the end of the last episode, Tony's episode, which is the song called Lights Out by Matthew Pop. I've added it to my Spotify and been listening to it a lot. I recommend you guys download that song because it's really chill and beautiful and sad. So that was just something I picked up on watching through this time. We're resuming the duties of Effie taking care of everyone. She's putting Anthea to bed. And Tony is just mad at Sid in the kitchen. Sid is drinking this, like, old spoiled milk. Sid is being such a trash guy. Oh, my God. (laughs) He's just drinking chunky old milk. He can't be bothered. And they try to fix their wounded friendship by doing this special handshake they used to do as kids. And I thought it was sweet that... They're talking about when they were little kids, and it shows that they've literally been friends their whole lives. And as kids, they did this special handshake, and then they would always just forgive each other after that. But as we know, you get older, and adult problems cannot always be resolved with a special handshake. Although that would be really nice. I would love if that were true. But unfortunately, as you get older, things get more complicated, and... That's just how it goes. Effie and Sid end up sitting on the couch next to each other, and she's sort of getting in his head about everything going on in his life. And I'm not sure entirely what Effie's motivation to help Sid with all of his problems is. Is it her 
intelligence and ability to manipulate people that she just wants to do things for fun to show that she can control outcomes which we would see as a parallel to how Tony was before his accident or is it that Tony's miserable and she wants them to be friends again so that her brother's happier because she loves her brother so much I am inclined to believe that it's more so to help Tony and she's also watched Sid and Tony grow up together so I think she has some stake in helping them become friends again because it will also improve her life by watching Tony become happier that's what I think, but it also could partially just be wanting to show that she can manipulate situations, and she's really smart, so. Sid has basically fucked up his life by hooking up with Michelle, because now Cassie is giving him notes saying, fuck off and die, she's really pissed at him, Tony's pissed at him, Michelle's not really talking to him, so Sid will basically do anything to get his life to not be such a fucking train wreck for a minute. So they make an agreement that he'll do her art project and she'll fix his life. We cut to Effie and Pandora getting ready to go out for the night, so first stop is to pick up weed from Cassie's, and I have to give the Bristol's best to Pandora in Effie's clothes. I think it's symbolic of how she'll change as she's friends with Effie, but also just she's so cute in her little pigtails and red lipstick and eyeliner and the gray tube top with the black bra straps showing, and she's got this, like, tattered black fairy skirt that would be something Effie would wear all the time, and just, like, ripped up tights and Pandora is so cute. It's She's literally just playing dress up as her friend and I love it. So they go to Cassie's and we see that Cassie's a hot mess. We love Pride Month. Happy Pride Month everyone. It is June and our disaster bisexual queen Cassie has a girl over. They've obviously been hooking up. Cassie's just like greasy as fuck, selling weed, having sex with everybody and anybody. She shows the slugs. We all know about the slugs, Sidley and Misha, that she says she's gonna pour salt on when she's good and ready. They're supposed to be Sid and Michelle. So Cassie's really not doing well with everything. Regardless, they pick up the weed. We also see, again, a little bit of the dynamic between Pandora and Effie is that Pandora's just got this wallet full of money and she says, hey, you can use my money to buy the weed. So Effie's definitely seeing how Pandora can be beneficial for her. And I think Effie's very much at the stage of just like using Pandora for anything she has because Effie doesn't really care about her as a friend yet. She's just sort of obligated to hang out with this person. They go back to the house, and Sid stops by and has this big painting of himself that says loser, and Effie has to say, Sid, loser isn't an emotion, and he's like, well, to me it is, (laughs) which (laughs) is pretty funny, I think. So, She's like, you have to fucking redo it. Like, you have to redo this or I'm going to tell Tony that we fucked. And so he's in a bit of a pickle there because, um, yeah, can't have that happening. So he agrees he'll redo it. He stays in 
her room and he's just like getting drunk to motivate himself to redo this art project. Effie, Pandora, and Tony go to this bar called Jailbait, which I have never noticed until this rewatch. And Tony gets turned away at the door. Effie and Pandora get in. They know the bouncer. Again, Effie's very cool and she knows everybody and she just can do whatever she wants. So she gets in and Jake immediately starts harassing her. I fucking hate him, but she is a femdom icon, and she wedgies him and calls him a fuck pig, and I'm like, he should be paying you for that, because that's what my clients pay for, femdom queen Effie, except that she's underage, but once she is of the legal age and ability to be a dominatrix, I will look forward to that, even though that's not what they have her do. In season seven, why do they have her go into finances? She would obviously be a dominatrix, but whatever. Anyway, (laughs) Pandora is just dancing in the middle of the dance floor and she's so cute. Oh, she's so sweet. She's just dancing so silly. And Effie kind of just walks away and leaves her, which their friendship dynamic how many times can i say it again we see it in the bathroom when pandora's like hey do you have any toilet paper and effie has this big stack of toilet paper around her and she's like no like effie really doesn't care about pandora at this point and it'll be fun to watch their friendship grow and change and evolve and ask yourself as we watch these next seasons, like, does Effie really care about Pandora at any point, or is it just someone for her to be around? What is friendship to Effie, basically? Pandora takes an anonymous pill. We don't know what. She's very inexperienced with drugs, so it hits her pretty hard, pretty quickly. Tony finally gets in the club after, like, talking to the bouncer about his novel, and sees Effie selling the broken watch, or so he thinks. He's really upset about it, but Pandora ends up getting really fucked up from the pills, so they gotta, like, carry her ass out of there. So, they leave. We once again see Jake begging Effie for sex. He's like, hey, I sold all the weed you wanted me to sell. You said I was gonna get laid. And Effie's like, yeah, cool. I did say you would get laid. It's not going to be by me, so just go to this address. She sets him up with this whole backstory to manipulate Cassie and get Cassie to be sympathetic towards him. So he shows up at Cassie's apartment, and Cassie's like, oh my god, you also had your lover cheat on you with your best friend. What the fuck? blah 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 whatever anyway they start hooking up and Effie's taking pictures it's a real sketch move but like she's taking pictures of them hooking up and this is where we see the Tony of it all like this is such a Tony pre-accident thing to do Effie really is following in his footsteps here because this is batshit crazy of a plan. I mean, it works, but it's crazy. This is not like a normal gossip to get things to happen. Like, this is very cunning and strategic and calculated. So she's got all these pictures of Cassie making out with a 15-year-old boy. And Cassie knew he was underage because she literally said, how old are you? And he's like... I'm older than I look. So Cassie knew he was really young. It's gross. I can't. 
I can't justify this one, Cassie. This is bad. This is not a good look. Imagine Sid's surprise when he wakes up hungover as fuck in Effie's room, covered in pictures of Cassie and Jake making out. So he runs to Cassie's apartment to confront her about it. We also have a quick scene where Michelle gets a package and it's the watch that's fixed and it says forever on the back. So Effie had the watch repaired by the guy she, what Tony thought was selling to the guy in the club, but it was actually to get it fixed. Again, Effie is like this big mastermind and really following in the footsteps of her brother we see how she's just trying to control every little bit of the situation to get things back to how they used to be and how she thinks everyone is just an idiot for not being able to figure it out themselves to do these things but the big plot point is Sid confronting Cassie after he wakes up with the pictures all over him and they really get into it there's so much to untangle about their relationship right now where she's so hurt that he was hooking up with Michelle and he's like you're hooking up with people specifically to hurt me like I hooked up with Michelle because you were gone and I was alone and you weren't there and I didn't know if you were coming back like you just moved to Scotland and I don't know but then it's like she was trying to talk to him, but he's the one who smashed the computer so that they couldn't talk. Like, they're both assholes. They're both just being assholes, and I feel bad for Cassie because she's so hurt and just trying to heal this wound from Sid, who she really loved, and she feels like he's just wronged her over and over again. But he feels like she's trying to just hurt him intentionally, and He's just a fucking idiot, and the whole thing is just such a mess. Feel free to write in what you guys think about this, because it is really relatable that in relationships, when there's just toxic dynamics, <laughs> that you end up just hurting each other back and forth to the point that you're like, who do we even point the blame at? Now we're just both at fault, and maybe you're just not the best pair if that's how you treat each other, but... Regardless, they come to this point where they just start hooking up again, and he just grabs her and kisses her in the heat of the moment. So, they didn't really communicate through their issues in makeup, but they just sort of got so mad at each other that they rage made out. <laughs> Which is the thing. Also gotta love Chris being the comedic relief. I have to point out Chris being in these scenes with Sid and Cassie and just being like, ooh, I see what's happening. Okay. <laughs> He's so cute. I love Chris. Michelle, after getting the watch and getting emotional about it being fixed, she calls Tony. She forgives him. This is a callback to the last episode where TJ and I were talking about if it's really growth to just try to get back to where you were or is that regression so now that michelle forgives tony is this an accomplishment how do we feel about it is it a win to get back into a toxic relationship that wasn't working in the first place i don't know in the end effie basically just shows that she can outsmart everyone and she doesn't turn in anything for her art project she tells madame de luca 
oh, my project is everything around us. You can't see it. It's the world around us and it represents every emotion. And Madame de Luca's like, okay, so you didn't do a project. And Effie's like, no, you just don't understand it. So what is this saying? Is it saying that life is art, all the world is a stage, and Effie's sort of the artist mixing everything together, putting all the pieces together? That's kind of how I interpreted it, is that Effie sees herself as like the theater director in a way of the stage and the play that is life, and that the world around her is her canvas to play with. Madame de Luca seems like a very intelligent person herself and just sort of accepts this and says, hey, you know what? If you tell people that and they don't like it, fuck them. That's what my lover Georges Brock <laughs> said. And the end of the episode, Jim comes back from Paris early and he says, oh, I just missed you so much. I love you to Anthea. And we see that they're just not great role models as parents because this is exactly what we've been questioning in all of these relationships is, hey, is getting back into your toxic dynamic a good thing? And that's exactly what's happening with the adults. Jim is like, hey, I know I just abandoned the family for a while, but like, I'm back and everything's back to normal. And even with COVID, actually, bigger picture, you know, everybody's like, okay, I can't wait to get back to normal. But normal was not great before the pandemic. There were so many issues in our society. And as we're seeing with, like, labor force and with money and people's lives, there were just so many issues and social issues so is it good to try to just get back to normal or can we actually do better and create something new and something greater than what we had before? I think there is this draw to just get back everything to what you see as normal, but it's good to stop and question, is that really what is the best possible outcome or can we do better? So that's basically where the episode ends. I'm just going to leave it there on that thought because I think it's an interesting one to contemplate a little bit and I will really look forward to talking to you guys on the Reddit and the YouTube. I always post there. Make sure you follow at oh wow the podcast on Instagram and I'm so happy that you tuned in this week. Again, thank you for uh, giving me the week off to celebrate my birthday and I hope you all get some nice sunshine and good weather to get a little bit of a tan and whatever you want to do in the beginning of your summer. And happy Pride Month, everybody! Okay, I'll be back next Friday. We're talking about JAL, I believe, Season 2, Episode 8, because JAL's just low-key been pregnant this whole time, so what's going on with that? We'll have to tune in and see what's going on. And yeah, so I'll see you guys next Friday from the cabin with the birds and the frogs once again. Kind of nice. I actually like recording in here. It's pretty chill. So anyway, see you guys next time. Thanks. Bye.